0: All right. So um, yeah, yesterday was yesterday was pretty weird, and um, but actually, it was it was kind of it was kind of interesting, right? Because it got me thinking after I did it, right? It was proper weird. It was really weird, um, kind of a strange experience actually, because I've never, i never done that before, never just sat and followed an image in my head, to see where it went, see what it transformed into, and it was pretty it was pretty weird, pretty crazy, but. Um, it kind of got me thinking afterwards, because I was really like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say I was freaked out, but I was kind of, it, it was, it was, it, it was weird because I was just sort of sitting there thinking to myself afterwards, like, where in the fuck did that all come from? Where did those thoughts come from? It was so strange. They seemed so alien like, they were just, they, they were just appearing, and I had no control over them. It got me thinking about the idea of just, you know, like, where, where do your thoughts come from? Like, what are they? Where are they actually coming from? And it sort of reminded me of um, that idea in meditation where um, a lot of the time when you learn to meditate, you'll get, at some point, you get taught to just watch, sort of sit really quietly with your eyes closed and just when, you, when a thought comes into your head, just sort of watch it. Like acknowledge that it's a thought and rather than, let, rather than getting caught up in it and sort of following it, And identifying with it just see it as a thought kind of the same as um i've used this uh, sorry i haven't used it i've I've heard this um analogy used before where it's like it's like a cloud in the sky so you imagine that you are your mind's the sort of clear blue sky and then a thought is just a cloud that comes floating by so the idea is that yeah you would sit with your eyes closed and when a thought pops up you just sort of say oh yeah there's a thought right cool and once you realize once you've sort of acknowledged it and once you start looking at it it'll just vanish because i guess the idea is that um yeah and it, it, in the end the idea is to teach you or to make you realize sorry that you know you aren't you aren't the thoughts that are in your head and 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 then in in that way you stop identifying with them because obviously that's something that we do in it a lot um identify with our thoughts as if as if the voice in your head and those little sort of movies that play out in your head as if they're you i think that we all do that don't we we all sort of or i don't know a lot of us do i think sort of identify with those thoughts and you start to think that it's you that this shit going on inside your head that's you that's like a part of you and that sort of when you meditate that that method of just watching the thoughts like clouds, and sort of watching them vanish just as quickly as they appear. It it te- it sort of retrains you to see it in a different way, and to be like and to think, oh shit, like yeah, the the thoughts aren't me. Um, because there's that idea, like I think I think part of the idea is that if you can see the thought, if you can actually look at it and observe it and go, oh, that's a thought, then how can the thought be you? Because you're watching it. So you can't be the two things at once. If there's if there is a version of you that can sit and observe the thought and consciously acknowledge it as a thought, then the thought can't be what you are. You can't identify with the thought in that moment because you're identifying yourself as the observer, as the thought of the thought. So when when you're in that mode, the thought just vanishes. Um, and that's what I thought was strange last night because what I realised was that. What I'd done in the end turned out, or I think anyway, when I've been thinking about it, turned out to be a sort of anti-meditation. Well, not anti-meditation, but it was... It, it it brought me to the same conclusion, which was really weird, because I've done that sort of meditation a lot, where you just watch your thoughts, and you just see them come in and vanish, and it does work, you know, they, they just sort of, yeah, they just appear and then fade away, and you go, oh shit, yeah, okay. Um... But yesterday, I've never felt as as detached from the thoughts in my head as I did yesterday. And it, I was completely, like, I, I didn't identify at all with what was happening in my head. And I thought that was really, I thought that was really cool in the end because it was so extreme and, and it was it was anti, it was anti meditation or anti that method in the sense that the method I've just talked about, you sort of, you're not. You're not concentrating on the thought. You you let the thought come and then you just watch it. And by watching it and not engaging with it, it just vanishes. And then um, through that, through that sort of practice, you realise, yeah, shit. Okay, I'm not my thoughts. I don't have to identify with them. But what I did was sort of the opposite. I was I was watching a thought come in and then I was I was sort of like actively pursuing it. I was focusing on it, but. In a way where I was, I was interested in it. I was sort of attaching myself to it a little bit. I was clinging onto it. You know, it was like I don't know, fucking like I just caught it in the fishing hook or something, and I was just letting it drag me along. And in a way, that was kind of more that brought me to that same realization, but in a in a, in a weird way, in kind of a more powerful way, because it was so crazy and it was so not me. I felt I felt so much like it was separate to me what was happening in my head all those images that were popping up and this little sort of disjointed um you know nonsensical narrative i definitely was not making that up on any conscious level so by watching it and then reflecting on it that made me sort of realize that it or not realize but it it, it put me in a position where i thought well, that that wasn't me so i couldn't identify with those thoughts whatsoever so yeah, I don't know. That was just kind of interesting. I think that was I just found that interesting how in the end it turned out to be kind of a, a bit like a meditation, because it was so extreme that thought pattern or that that little rabbit hole I went down with in, with my imagination, or or like I can't even say my imagination because it really didn't feel like it. like it didn't. I wasn't making anything happen. I was just watching it arise. So by doing that, um, and, and by yeah, by just following it, it yeah it like i said it just made me feel really detached from those images and then it made me think shit well these thoughts like where are the thoughts coming from like they're not they don't feel like mine so where are they coming from and then yeah just that whole you know back into that whole spiral of like yeah shit okay they're not my thoughts what are they where are they coming from it kind of reminds me um it kind of reminds me of this time when i was meditating and um i got i got this really weird feeling well, I was doing that method where I was just watching the thoughts and, and I think I was, I was visualising them like clouds and what ended up happening was they were actually, the sensation I got was literally that they were coming in one ear and just sort of appearing and then when I, I would just look at them and just, and just not engage with them and just watch them and then they would just vanish kind of just out of the other ear. And the weird thing was I remember this because they kept coming in from the same side so, in the end, it was like I was watching this conveyor belt of thoughts, And as long as I didn't engage with any of them, or focus too much on any of them, they would just vanish. And when that happened, because they kept coming in from the same side, it gave me this really weird feeling of, of like, where the fuck are they coming from? Like what? It made me think that they were actually coming from somewhere in the air. Like, something outside of myself. Like, there was, like, radio waves or something. It's like they were just sort of hitting me, coming in through my ear. Appearing, you know, appearing in my brain behind my eyes, and then back out the other ear if I didn't engage with them. Yeah, it gave me that weird, and I mean, and, and and I guess I don't. So yeah, it made, it it made me feel. It gave me this weird little idea of oh shit, you know, what if, what if, what if the thoughts just exist? What if there's just this sort of field of thought that exists. And our brains are like antennas, you know, just like how a radio picks up radio waves. maybe our brains just pick up thoughts so or like thought waves. So when the waves sort of hit our brains, like a satellite dish or like an antenna, it, 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 it sort of translates those waves into thought. And so yeah, I though I mean that's I mean obviously that's probably total bullshit and, and, and not true at all. But I thought it was an interesting way of thinking about it, because when you have that sensation, when you have that experience of watching your thoughts and feeling completely detached from them, then you start, you can't help then, the next step from that is to think, well, what are they and where are they coming from? Because if they're not me, and if I'm not actively producing them, then where the fuck are they coming from? And I always thought it was kind of a cool little idea to just think of this sort of, yeah, this sort of thought field that just exists in in, in the air, in the atmosphere, and yeah, we're just walking around with these little antennas in our heads uh, and they just pick up, they just pick up the... And maybe, you know, maybe maybe some people, some people who have really active imaginations and really active minds, really loud, chattery minds you know, maybe they're just more sensitive, maybe they have a bigger satellite dish in their head or, you know, a bigger antenna, whatever uh, maybe some people don't have it at all so you get those people who, you know, they just have a totally quiet mind, maybe they don't have the antenna, you know no, I don't know. Just thought it was a cool idea, but because it actually um, somehow it got me thinking about. Um, there's a there's a Stephen King wrote a book called On Writing, and okay, I don't remember. I think he wrote it in the '90s or really early 2000s. But I remember this one bit in the book where he talks about the idea that when you write, when you write ideas down, um, that's the closest you can get to telepathy and i thought that idea sort of blew my mind when i first read it because i'd never seen i'd never looked at writing in that way before but he he was sort of um yeah he was presenting it in this sense of yeah it's basically just telepathy we're just communicating with our minds and the example he used was um he created an image and i think I think it was a red table. I'm sure it was a red table. There was something on it, but I don't remember now, but he said he, he was just basically saying, right, okay, imagine a table with a red cloth on it and blah, 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 you know, in a black room. And then he said, when you've got that image in your head, right, that image, I've just transmitted that image to your head. Um, and it, and it's sort of, it's transcended time and space because I'm here in my office in Maine. I think that's where he was writing the book. Um, in you know 1999 or whenever it was he wrote it and you're you're wherever you are in the world whatever year it is if you read this if you're reading this book and you read that image then look at that you know maybe it's traveled halfway around the world and 20 years into the future but the image has still arrived in your head so it's like a form of yeah like time traveling telepathy and i guess it's the same right like now if i say right you're listening to this if i say okay um Imagine a white elephant riding a unicycle. Okay, you've got that image in your head now. So, in a sense, I've just communicated that image to you. I've, it's, it's like I've telepathically um, I've just, I've just thrown it at you. There you go, you got it. And it's in your head, you can't help thinking of it. And that's kind of crazy, right? It's a crazy idea, and that, that's that idea that and it, no matter where you are, no matter how, how how far in the future you're listening to this no matter where you are in the world if you understand those words um, you'll get the image in your head and again like it's just so yeah it's that, it's that kind of interesting thing you know because this idea of the yeah of like a thought field because um, I mean that's I mean it is just vibrations right it's just waves like the sound waves from my voice are entering your ear that you're just like slapping you in the ear and your brain's grabbing them and going, oh, here's some sound waves. We know what to do with these. We understand them. Let's convert them. Oh, and it's like you know, it's just translating it. Your brain translates it and goes, oh, that's weird. That's a white elephant on a unicycle. Oh, okay, interesting. Let's, and we'll just flash that on the screen. And there you go. You see it. It's just in your head. Um. But yeah. I I think I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, but that reminds me of always the uh, that really old idea of the muse. I don't remember which cultures sort of came up with this, but there was that old idea where when you had geniuses, when you had someone who was like a really good writer or a painter or a musician or whatever, there was this belief that it wasn't them, they, they didn't have the talent, it was that they were sort of open um, to receive the muse. So the muse would just come in and it would come in whenever it wanted to. It just you couldn't control it. You couldn't set a date to meet it. You couldn't be like, oh, you couldn't just give it a quick ring. Oh, hey, uh, you know, I fancy coming around ten o'clock tomorrow. I'm gonna be at my desk. Do you wanna give us a quick hat? It just it comes in when it wants and it sort of strikes you with inspiration. And so I think anyway, I'm right in saying that. So there was like a time when a lot of people would attribute um the the creative force behind a piece of work that they made like a book or a painting or whatever they would attribute it to the muse as if the muse was this real thing and i think that that, that sort of ties into that idea of the thought field or, or a thought field like this idea that let's say um just take a take a really famous just think of any famous painting let's imagine like a picasso painting or whatever um the idea is maybe i don't know if i'm writing i don't know if i'm interpreting this right probably obviously not but whatever maybe the idea would be that that painting existed the 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 sort of the potential for it existed and it was just sort of floating around in the form of this muse or whatever and then one you know picasso opens himself up because you know he, he sort of learned he was one of the people who learned to do that sort of learned to open his mind up and sort of loosen himself and. he he, like sort of tune into that frequency where he could accept where he could receive um those sorts of really hardcore creative ideas really like great ideas and so one day this picture just sort of hit like you know just comes along slaps him and he and he he makes it kind of thing so yeah that's an interesting um but right i'm bringing bringing this back bring this back full circle keep the theme going I think that's a really interesting idea. All that stuff about, you know, the muse, the idea that creative inspiration actually exists. It's like an external force. It actually exists. It, it, it's an entity. And if you tune in to the right frequency, if you sort of practice in the right way, and if you open yourself up, like if you sit down at your desk every single morning at 9am to write or to paint, you do that every single day, you're, it's like the idea, that like you're sending out a message to all the muses out there, like, hey, I'm gonna be, I'm here dickweeds, like, I'm I'm fucking sitting here at 9am every day, if you want to come and help me out, you know where I'll be, so you're being reliable, and you're just you're just being there, and, and you're and you opening yourself up, and you're waiting for inspiration, and when inspiration knows where you're gonna be, it just flies in through the window, because it's this external force, I think that's a fucking cool idea, but I'm thinking about it on a smaller scale, just with, like, every thought, I'm thinking, what if it's the same thing, and this this is just a bullshit idea, but I think it's it's a cool way of visualizing how thought works maybe when you when you when you put it into the context of meditation and whatever or like i'm saying about this i this thing i did yesterday that when when you have a moment where you can fully detach yourself from the thoughts in your head you can fully like 100 percent detach yourself and think whoa that like i am not making those thoughts happen a cool way of framing that i think is to imagine like oh well you know yeah what if thought just exists just like a microwave or a radio wave it's just a it's just a frequency and our brains are just tuned into it like our brains they they can just they can just absorb it they can um and they can translate it into thought so yeah and, and maybe that's the thing maybe that's why when you go out into nature your mind tends to be quieter maybe that's why maybe there's just fewer thought waves in nature when you go out and stand in a field or in the middle of a forest there's fewer thought waves because there's fewer people around if people create thought waves if it's our imaginations and like just the words we say all the shit that's going on you know you you, i mean how hard is it right to fucking have a quiet mind in the middle of a city you go to london or something you try and fucking walk around london with a quiet mind it's hard as fuck son i mean and and you're probably not going to do it and i don't know just for me that's an interesting idea to think oh like yeah what if that i mean you you visualize it and it's easy to visualize all these thought waves just bouncing around and they're coming out of people's heads they're coming into people's heads and it's just a big fucking mess it's just a big clusterfuck of thought and imagination and, and 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 sound so you you get caught up in it and you know that little radio in your head it's just it's just it's just going crazy it's too loud there's there's five stations playing at once and you get all these thoughts in your head and you go out to the forest there's nothing it's just quiet so yeah anyway interesting maybe that just it just got me thinking because for me that's a real thing like when you meditate on that you sort of follow your thoughts or you can do something like i did yesterday which i think is even crazier now i think that's an even what i did yesterday i think is an even be- better method for really um Really, sort of giving yourself that sense and that and that proper tangible feeling of oh shit! Like I, I, I'm not doing that. Like I'm completely, I'm completely detached, and I can't identify with the thoughts that are coming up in my head because I'm not making them. If you do something like that, yeah. You end up in this in this position where you, yeah, you you, you experience it firsthand. You have the experience of not uh, like not making your thoughts. You get to feel what it feels like. To just see a thought pop into your head, and really, uh, and and sort of feel like it's not you doing it, like it's just there, it just exists, and it's like, whoa, shit. And yeah, it just makes me think. I mean, yeah, there's probably a simpler explanation, but I think as a sort of as an image, I think it's quite cool to just imagine that, you know it's just way it's just like a it's just a frequency it's just waves and maybe maybe that's the thing maybe my, by meditating or by going out into nature and stuff maybe you're just um you're just sort of tweaking the buttons a little bit in that radio in your head you, you're sort of moving the antenna a little bit so what happens is you're dialing it down so you can't pick up the same frequency i don't know if that makes any fucking sense but you know what i mean like <clears throat> by meditating or something, by 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 taking up a sort of spiritual practice or whatever, or just exercising, just going out, having a quiet walk. You you're tuning into different frequencies. So now all of a sudden, um, the wavelength of those thought waves, like and the frequency, it can't penetrate your fucking skull. Can't get in there. It can't get in there anymore because you've tuned to a different frequency. You know, when you meditate, you tune to a different frequency, right? So, there you go. You get to see it, and you get to see, As you tune in, as, as you're sort of turning the dial, you can see, you can see the old frequency trying to get in, and you can actually look at it, because t- it's like you're turning the channel, and as you're turning it, you go, oh, fuck, look. Look over there, I can see the old the old shit just fizzling away, because it's getting quieter. It's not right there. I'm not identifying with it, because I'm not tuned into that channel anymore. Uh, somewhere like that anyway, fuck, I don't know. That sounds like it's a, a useless, a useless metaphor. But uh, interesting experience, anyway. I just wanted to talk about that because, yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty crazy. I think it's pretty crazy. Um, when when you can just sit and just sit and, and watch your thoughts and realize, like, whoa, fuck, because you do get identified with your thoughts, don't you? So we all we all get into those. You know, you just spend fucking half an hour sitting there, walking down the street, like imagining a fake argument or something with someone you work with. And you're so identified with that thought. And then it's weird one day to realise like, oh shit, that's not even me. That thought's not even me. I'm just I'm just watching it the way I would watch a film. I'm just getting engrossed in the story. But it's not me at all. It's just a fucking thought. Anyway, there you go. That's it. I'm going to stop rambling about that. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, see you next time. And that's it. Yes. Goodbye.